and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the confidence we have to enter the most holy place by a new living way, Lord, provided for us by your body and by your blood. Thank you, Lord, that we can uh, receive your abundant grace, Father, uh, and the wisdom that we need for today, Lord. And so we ask now that by your spirit, Lord, you would anoint uh, the study and reflection of your word. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Our text for this morning is a continuation of, again, our series on miracles, and this time, uh, we're going to, uh, I understand that we've been looking at uh, several of the miracles that the Lord accomplished through Elisha. And we're going to read one more. Uh, and uh, I'll make a few comments that, uh, Lord willing, will again help us uh, face the battles that we are, that we face on a day-to-day basis. 2 Kings chapter 13, verses 14 to 21 says this. Now, when Elisha had fallen sick with the illness of which he was to die, Joash, king of Israel, went down to him and wept before him, crying, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And Elisha said to him, Take a bow and arrows. So he took a bow and arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, Draw the bow. And he drew it. And Elisha laid his hands on the, his hands on the king's hands, and he said, Open the window eastward and he opened it then Elisha said shoot and he shot and he said the Lord's arrow of victory the arrow of victory over Syria for you shall fight the Syrians in Aphek until you have made an end of them and he said take the arrows and he took them and he said to the king of Israel strike the ground with them and he struck three times and stopped then the man of God was angry with him and said You should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck down Syria until you had made an end of it. But now you will strike down Syria only three times. So Elisha died and they buried him. Now bands of Moabites used to invade the land in the spring of the year. And as a man was being buried, behold, a marauding band was seen and the man was thrown into the grave of Elisha. And as soon as the man touched the bones of Elisha, He revived and stood on his feet. Um, As I mentioned, this has been uh, our our study on the life and ministry of Elisha over the uh, the last few days. And I believe it's uh, worth, again, as we see the end of Elisha's life, the significance not just of his ministry uh, you know, in, 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 um, in, in the several instances that we've talked about him, but also even in the end of his ministry. Now, Elisha, Elisha's name means God is salvation. And we know that he was a successor of Elijah in the office of the prophet uh, as, uh, as king, uh, prophet in Israel. Now, uh, he was actually called to follow in Elijah's ministry and he spoke, He spent the next several years of his life as his protege until finally uh, Elijah left and then he was going to continue. And I don't know if you realize this, Elijah's ministry spanned around 60 years. So he was 
he must have started really young and lived uh, quite old. And he, um, he ministered uh, during the reigns of four kings of Israel, Jehoram, Jehu, Jehoahaz, and Joash. And this was during the time when much of Israel had already fallen into apostasy. And of course, we know eventually they would be expelled from the land. Uh, and really, this is important as we look at the context of Elisha's ministry during this time where Israel was backslidden already, yet the Lord was still doing miracles in the midst of his people. And so, uh, again, you can refer to the, 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 trans, the, the transition between Elijah and Elisha, but uh, they... Um, Elisha did ask for a double portion of uh, Elijah's mantle. And I, I think the sense of this was because Elisha saw himself as a son, of like a firstborn son, because in Israelite inheritance laws, the firstborn son would usually receive a double portion of the inheritance. And as the story goes, Elijah wasn't sure if God would grant him that, but sure enough, he did. And so what's interesting is if you, if you look at the miracles of Elijah and the miracles of Elisha, as the commentary said, in essence, uh, what Elisha did was double what Elijah did. I, 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 one of the commentaries said Elijah performed about seven miracles in the accounts and then Elijah, Elisha rather performed about 14. Some of these miracles we already talked about in the last few days, the healing of the waters at Jericho, the multiplying of a wid the widow's oil, prophesying to the son of the wealthy, of a wealthy Shunammite family, and of course, raising that boy from the dead eventually, removing the poison from a pot of stew, multiplying the 20 barley loaves to feed 100 men, also the curing of Naaman from leprosy and the floating of the uh, ax head. So if you look at the miracles of Elisha, for the most part, they were miracles that would help and bless uh, the uh, the people of uh, the northern kingdom. And it's interesting in some of the miracles themselves, they were in a way a, a pointing to the very miracles that Jesus would do as well, isn't it? For example, the, the multiplying of the food and the healing of the lepers. Now, this account that we read, Elisha is already sick and he's about to die. And again, uh, as all of us realize, yes, we experience the power of God, the eternal life of God, but we're still subject to death. Why? Because we cannot have resurrection without death first, isn't it? In the same way that Jesus died and rose again, for us to experience eternal life, we have to die first. And so here, the, um, the king um, visited Elisha and was weeping over this, um, this uh you know, this eventuality. And I, I think we can only surmise, but we see uh, perhaps because Joash was really, Jehoash or Joash uh, was uh, lamenting, uh, of course, the, the, the graciousness of Elisha to him and of course the dread of what was going to happen when he was gone. And it's interesting, the statement he says, he addressed Elisha as my father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And what's interesting is if you look at Elisha when, when he was, uh, when Elijah was finally taken up into heaven, that was the very same uh, cry of Elisha to Elijah. 
And what is the significance of that? My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Now, remember that chariots and horsemen were the, were the basis of the, the military might of any nation. And unfortunately, Israel didn't have much of that. I mean, they were always outnumbered and had an inferior army compared to the to, the, uh, to, their, to their enemies around them. And in fact, uh, there's a reference to this in the Second Kings earlier uh, in the book where, where they were outnumbered uh, in, the, in the number of chariots and uh, the horsemen. And yet, uh, that was a declaration of the king. And to me, as I reflected on that, I realized something important. Yes, in the natural, you may be overwhelmed by the odds and the superiority of uh, you know, the circum, uh, of, of the things that are around you, whether it's in the natural or even spiritual enemies, because we know we have enemies. And yet, what was, what was the declaration of the king? In essence, he said, my father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. In other words, in the natural, the strength of the army uh, of those around us may be overwhelming, but the king understood the real strength of Israel was not in their armies, but in the voice of the Lord through the prophets. In other words, the strength of the army was God himself. And I think that's a word of encouragement for us, no matter how overwhelming the circumstances you may feel in your life, it's the voice of the Lord, the prophet. Whenever God speaks, whenever the word of the Lord comes, it brings faith, isn't it? Uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. That's why we read and meditate upon God's word, because we experience strength. Not only do we experience strength, you know, uh, Elisha represented the, the, the prophets. And of course, in the New Testament, the church is the prophetic community. And so the strength comes from you and me hearing the voice of God and hearing the voice of God through the church community that we're part of. So brothers and sisters, let's take courage. Let's declare the real military might is not in the armies of men, but in the army of God, in the voice of God. And so here, um, Elisha instructed Je Jehoash to get a bow and arrows and shoot them out the window. Now, again, uh, Jeho Jehoash did so. And then he declared that this was the army of, I mean, this was the arrow of God's victory over Aram or the, or the Syrians. So it was a prophetic act, isn't it? And the Lord was, I mean, the Elisha was telling him, by doing this act of faith, I will promise victory over you. Then he asks, then he instructs him to do something else, which is to strike the ground. And this is uh, an interesting uh, development because uh, here, Elijah, I mean, the king obeys, but he strikes it three times. And this caused um, uh, Elijah to be angry. I, uh, and the big question is what, why the frustration? You know, there's no, uh, I guess if he had known ahead of time that strike it as many times so that you'll know. And, and again, that's something for us to reflect upon because um, obviously we see that God has promises of victory for our people. But it seems to me from this particular uh, story that there's also an expectation on our part to be passionate about the things that we do in serving God. And to me, that's really the, the, the lesson here because, okay, striking three times, Sure, I mean, that's what, that's what, they, that's what the Elisha told me, just strike the ground. And perhaps in his mind, you know, try to put yourself in the king, uh, in the king's hand. Okay, I just followed. But apparently, it, in a way, it was a test 
How bad do you want the promises and the victory over your enemies? And so here, again, we learn a lesson that um, in anything that we get from God, in our own journey with God, God has powerful promises to us, but He will all not just give it to a people who are not as passionate as Him for His kingdom purposes. And so my encouragement to you, let, let's be, a, God is an all or nothing God. Let's be all or nothing for God. Let's not look for the minimum way we can serve God. Let's serve God to the uttermost and watch Him give us victory. And so, um, you know, we could go on, but now what happened, uh, and it's interesting, isn't it? Think about this. Elijah, Eli, Elisha rather, was uh, a man of, uh, you know, who, who God used to perform so many miracles. And right here, just like that, Elisha dies. Okay, so, uh, you know, it, it's interesting how the text, how the uh, biblical writer just put it here. After this, Elijah died. Uh, Elisha rather. And so, uh, uh, you know, okay, I, I guess there's no grief, there's no mourning. I'm sure Elisha has his tremendous rewards from God. Uh, I think he's one of the characters I want to meet down the road eventually when we uh, enter God's kingdom. But the, the strange thing, which is really the climax to me of this account, was the fact that uh, the author goes on to describe this situation where... Uh, this man was being buried, and because there were marauding bands from, uh, from the Moabites, you know, the men were fearful, and they throw the bone, I mean, they throw the body into Elisha's graveyard, and, you know, he, he stands up just like that. A powerful miracle of resurrection. And so, and again, this elicits a, a fundament, uh, 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 an important question. I mean, is that how powerful Elisha was? Kahit namatay na nga siya, yung buto niya, makapangyarihan pa rin? And I'm going to answer that question by reading the rest of this text. Uh, in 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 22 to 25, he says, Now Hazael, king of Syria, oppressed Israel all the days of Jehoahaz. This Jehoahaz, the continuation. But the Lord was gracious to them and had compassion on them. And he turned, down, turned toward them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and would not destroy them, nor has he cast them from his presence until now. When Hazael, king of Syria, died, Ben-Hadad, his son, became king in his place. Then Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, took again from Ben-Hadad, the son of Hazael, the cities that he had taken from Jehoahaz, his father, in war. Three times Joash defeated him and recovered the cities of Israel. And my reflection on this is this. This story shows that, that this miracle of this man's body being resurrected from the dead, in essence, was a sign from the Lord that the word of the Lord to the king would come to pass. That they would defeat the Syrians three times in their ensuing battles. And what was the purpose of the sign? To reveal his grace and his compassion to them despite their unfaithfulness. Because, as the text says, because of his covenant promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so, as we, as we end this time together, I want us to understand that um, the Lord used Elisha in such a powerful way to minister his compassion, to minister his goodness, despite the, uh, again, the persistent sin of the people of idolatry and injustice, and God was still gracious to them. But 
eventually, in fact, I, I look, there's no more prophets after this. It, it, it's an interesting question, isn't it? How come Elisha didn't anoint anybody else? Anybody else? The point is, there came a point in time, God is covenant, is faithful even when we're not. But there is also the consequences of our action. And in the course of time, the, the, is the northern kingdom, remember there were two kingdoms, was expelled. And it was going to be about 200 years before they would be uh, going, before they would go back to the land. But this time under occupied territory. So thank God for his miracles to confirm his promises. But may we learn to submit to the word of God and not persist uh, in, in, in going against what we clearly see from God's word, uh, lest we come under the discipline of the Lord. Of course, the redemptive thing about this is, uh, yes, Israel did go back and the Lord still fulfilled his purpose for Israel, which was to bring forth the Messiah. And that's the wonderful thing because Elisha's ministry and life in many ways prefigured Jesus' life and ministry. And ultimately, even in Jesus' death, uh, just like the man whose, whose body touched the bones of Elisha and came to life, guess what? When we put our faith in Christ, we will be raised from the dead, beginning when the moment we put our life, uh, you know, we've crossed from death to life. And even when we breathe our last, we will experience that resurrection power as well. So may we continue to put our faith in Christ. May we continue to live by the Spirit that will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. And as John promised, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that's overcome the world, our faith. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the, uh, again, the encouragement that even in Elisha's death, yet it's not his bones, it's your presence and your power to manifest uh, shown in this, in this miracle story that you are the gracious God who gives life even to those uh, who are dead. Thank you, Father, for the gift of eternal life. And may we continue to walk by faith and not by sight. In Jesus' name, amen. You reign forever, God. We declare So lost, you chose to love someone like me, so that I could.
Let me give you again the Trinitarian blessing, the, one of my favorites. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.